Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. I'm Marshall Bircher. I'm your guide in increasing safety, connection, and self-worth in your life so you no longer need codependency to get your needs met, to create connection and relationship into your life, or have purpose or worth. Today we're going to talk about a bit about the funding response, specifically the three things you need to focus on in order to stop the habit of pleasing and appeasing others, trying to rush to fix things, trying to make things okay so that you feel safe in your world. Rather, you can have safety that's real and sustainable for yourself, connection that's warm and loving and reliable, and self-worth that's actually consistent, accessible in you. It's like part of who you are rather than something you have to maintain, prove, or earn in the external world. So that's today's episode. We're going to jump into it right now. Just as a heads up, today's Wednesday. If you're watching this right now and if you're watching this in the future, it was Wednesday. The Codependency Healing System Enrollment closes this Saturday. This is the only time this year you'll be able to enroll in it. It's the only time for for the next 12 months you'll be able to enroll for the live classes. So if you're looking for structure, you're looking for live instruction, you're looking for live support and guidance, and you're looking to build consistency and reliable results and change in your codependency, the Codependency Healing System is where that happens. So check out the link above on Facebook, below on, below on YouTube, and on my front page at HealYourCodependency.com. Come join us. All right. So do you wonder why you automatically people-please someone or why you have this big, intense impulse to try to fix something if they're upset with you or disappointed in you? Or if you feel like it's important not to rock the boat, not to upset people, it's important or it's like this major priority to keep things calm, keep things peaceful, keep things good. A lot of times that's the fawn response talking. So what is the fawn response? It is one of the four F's as they call it. So you got your body has four options it can choose from when it's encountering danger in its existence. It can fight that danger, it can flee from it, it can freeze until it passes, or it can try to please and appease it or fawn to it. So the fawn response in action is your body's best option to survive in that circumstance. It's not something we actually choose. It's instinctive. It's automatic. So the body calculates, can I fight this? Can I flee from it? Do I need to freeze? What happens if I fawn? And if it finds that fawning works, it's going to keep doing that, especially with that particular kind of threat. Whether it's real or imagined, it's going to fawn towards it. This is why people-pleasing is such a prominent and difficult thing to kind of root out of our lives because it's coming from the base instinct of our own survival. That's why perfectionism <coughs> is very difficult and challenging to do that because it's part of fawning. It's how we try to make things happy and good for others so that they won't become threatening towards us. They won't destabilize our sense of worth, our sense of connection, or our sense of safety there. It's why we try to fix ourselves and be ideal or try to fix other people's problems so that they'll be regulated. It's also why we try to merge with others where we think another person, place, or thing will complete us in some way because we're seeking some sort of safety, connection, and worth in our world and fawning is attempting to do that. Now, fawning can't actually create the safety. It can't create the connection. It can't create the worth because that's not um, those things do not function that way. 
Which brings us to the three things we need to focus on in order to disengage the fawn response and actually start creating a real sense of sustainable, alive safety in our world and in ourselves, a real sense of sustainable, warm, loving, consistent connection both with ourselves and others, and a sense of sustainable interconnection with our inherent self-worth. I often call this indomitable worth or innate value. So disengaging that requires three steps. Disengaging the fun response, rather, requires three steps there for us. The first one is we have to focus on restoring a sense of safety, sense of safety by nurturing capacity for the reactions we have in our body, for the sensations that show up, uh, capacity and awareness of the fawning response, what it feels like in our body, what the impulse, uh, what the sensations and characteristics are of that impulse for us in our body. It also requires us to create a connection with safe humans and safe community where we're seen, where we're respected, where we're valued, where uh, challenges and difficulties can be addressed, worked through, and where we can express ourselves and be known, seen, and valued in that space. Restoring safety also requires us to regulate, to learn how to identify when we're getting to the edge of our capacity or window of tolerance, and to regulate it, to soothe, bring ourselves back into that window of tolerance, allow ourselves to find some rest, some shelter, maybe even some play and some care in our world so that we build capacity for the things that we're experiencing. Because regulation is not about being calm. Regulation is about nurturing our window of tolerance so that we can receive what we're aware of and what we're experiencing in a way that's not too fast, too much, or too soon, or overwhelming to the body. So that's step number one is restoring safety in those areas. In the codependency healing system, we spend 11 weeks on building this specifically because safety is the foundation of all change. We do not change. We don't allow growth to happen until we feel safe enough to let that happen. And that all depends on our window of tolerance or our capacity that's available for tolerating difference, change, the unknown, uncertainty, things like that. So we focus deeply on this in the codependency healing system. The second thing to focus on here is processing, specifically processing the pain that we carry, the fears that we carry, the joy, the peace, the changes that show up, the hurts that come into our world. So for all of us, we're dealing with codependency. We have unresolved energy, pain energy, hurt energy, uh, trauma in our body that's perpetuating the sense of things being a threat, things being scary, things being unsafe. And that amplifies our use of the fawning response, the freeze response, even fight or flight to try to survive. And so number two is really about learning how to access the pain we have and the sensations and energy we have in our body, process it, and integrate it. So API, access, process, integrate. We do that in the codependency healing system by understanding how curiosity and querying care work and then teaching you a somatic process to integrate, to go through that access processing and integration of that pain. Because the goal here is we reduce the pain, we reduce the fear, we reduce the hurts, we reduce the discomfort, we reduce it in its duration, its intensity, and its frequency. We start to feel safer. We start to have a little more space or capacity to feel these things as well as acknowledge what else is coming up. 
This gives us the natural ability to do something different in response to situations that we encounter. This is where the fawn response is no longer needed by the body because it feels safe enough to advocate. It feels safe enough to walk away. It feels safe enough to say no. It feels safe enough to say yes because one, the pain is reduced, the safety is increased, and now it's able to do these things on its own behalf naturally. So in the codependency healing system, we focus deeply on processing our pain and bringing peace, more peace and more calmness, more regulation into our world so that we don't fawn. Instead, we advocate. Instead, we walk away. Instead, we say yes and we say no. And we take big, bold action towards what we want. And that brings us to the third component you need to focus on, breaking free of the fawning response or disengaging it. NASA discover who you are and discover that it is safe to be who you are without that fawn response. This is one of those places that are not often discussed in healing work, but the transition from being codependent to being yourself is a big journey. It's a lifelong journey in a lot of ways. It's something that I'm always practicing. And in my work, I'm I, the perspective I take is this is a lifelong journey. It's a lifestyle so my work is always to find out who I want to be and build on that. So in step number three, it's about discovering who we are and who we want to be and learning how it, we can be that without that fawn response and learning that it is safe to do this without the fawn response. Like I don't need the fawning response. I don't need to please others. I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to fix. I don't need to earn my worth. I don't need to accommodate toxic behavior to be safe. Instead, I can be me and build real safety that way. And here's how this works. Is real safety invites in and accommodates conflict, difference, um, and challenges. See, we're not trying to eliminate those things from happening. Instead, we're welcoming them in and using them properly. And the way we use those, uh, we use them as filters. If we have a challenge in a relationship, it's an opportunity to build deeper understanding for each other to build connection, to build trust, to build intimacy. If we have a conflict, it's the same thing. Building understanding, building intimacy, building connection, fundamentally building clarity about where we go from there. So it's not about defense anymore. It's more about inquiry. It's about care. It's about reassurance and recognition and about love. And that's a big, big work right there, something I'm constantly working on with my Relationships with my partner, with my friends, with my children, with my students, with myself, right? And this is how we start to feel safe enough not to fall because it's, okay, I can say no. I can upset someone. Someone can be disappointed, and I still got my value. I still have safety. I still have connection. We can do this because healthy relationships just don't discard people because there's a conflict or a disappointment. They work it through. They're committed to the connection because they care about each other. Benefit center relating or transactional relationships like narcissistic relationships and stuff. Dick, just I'm done, I'm out. You didn't give me what I want, or oh, discard that kind of thing. So, this third component is it's about us becoming very comfortable with ourselves, deep trust in who we are, deep trust in our own value, deep trust in our intuition, our, our ability to sense what's right for us, what's good for us, to follow that and tolerance for discomfort and for unknown and uncertainties in our world. That's what we do there. And in the codependency healing system, this is a significant factor of our focus because it helps us generate self-worth, 
or technically it helps us generate safety and connection to our innate self-worth as well as building real connection with others that are compatible with us rather than us trying to find people, connect with them, and then try to make things work when there's not a compatibility there. My friends, disengaging the fawn response is a big work. It's not just a simple nervous system practice. It's not just a change in relationships. It's not just a change in how we value ourselves. It's a combination of these elements where we are reducing our pain, increasing our peace. We're reducing um, our shame. We're increasing our self-love. We are increasing the connection to our innate self-worth. We are learning how to embody it. We're learning how to communicate in ways that build connection rather than conflict. We're learning how to choose people that work for us. Basically, we're learning how to live a healthy adult life. And that's what it takes to get down the road here. So if you want assistance in this, you want to go deep on your healing, you want to build long-term consistency and results in your world, you're tired of being a people pleaser, you're tired of being a perfectionist, you're really tired of not making long-term progress in your healing and in your therapy, the codependency healing system is designed to address these challenges. Because it takes time, it takes the right knowledge, the right practices, and the right order with the right support. This is crucial. With the right support, you're able to make these changes happen long-term because that's what we're going to be there for you. So codependency healing system is we have 36 now. I, we had 35. I've added an additional live class. 36 live classes taught between uh, starting August 14th, ending May 20th next year. So it's a long program. And we're going to support you in the application of the knowledge, the practices there, and the discoveries you make. So we've got support twice a week on Tuesdays, Tuesday evenings, Thursday mornings. And then twice a month, we, we practice the tools together. And twice a month, we process our pain so we can continue to reduce that pain. And you get the live classes on Mondays at 11 a.m. And then the recordings are released at 6 p.m. on Mondays. Come join us and change your life into one of confidence, peace, self-love, and pursuing things that actually matter to you. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. If you've got questions, reach out to me. Um, and you can find it at healyourcodependency.com. It's right on the front page. Click the link. Come join us. Enrollment closes this Saturday. We start this coming Monday. And you can go at your own pace too, guys. The way you succeed in my course, you, sh you do the class, live or recorded. You do the practices, and you show up when you need and you show up when you need support. You just reach out, and boom, get to the support you need. You will succeed. So. Thank you, my friends, for being here. I look forward to seeing you in the course. I look forward to seeing you online because we've got some cool stuff coming up next week for additional trainings, and we got some new stuff coming up uh, for workshops and stuff. So keep that in mind, too. I'll see you then. Go gently with yourselves, and I'll see you later.